Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of A Walk Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Joe, and this show is part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows, seven days a week. On Sundays, bi-weekly is Slice of Film. On Mondays, alternating is World's Finest True Believers and Razor Alliance. On Tuesdays is DC Alliance. On Wednesdays is Superhero Discussions. On Thursdays is Star Wars Alliance. Fridays is Marvel Alliance. And every other Saturday is this show, A Walk Through the Multiverse. DC Alliance, Star Wars Alliance, and Marvel Alliance all have their own feeds. And they also go live on the Geekverse YouTube channel at 9, 7, and 9, 10 p.m. respectively. Um, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, and this show, uh, this has this show has ads. So what that means is that throughout the show, I'll give you guys a heads up when the ads come. And I'll just say, you know, we don't get to control the ads. We'll give you a three count, all that good stuff. Um, but if you don't want to listen to the ads, 
you could go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash GUA Network. And for $1, it's just a nice little thank you. But for $5, you can get ad-free content, early access to content, and uh, Patreon-exclusive content. We have been, if you guys listen to the network at all, we have been saying this constantly, and it's true. We've been ramping up our Patreon content this year. Um, I know the boys, Chris and Brent over at Marvel Alliance, have been doing. We could we could do this all day. Uh, watch rewatching the Marvel the MCU movies in chronological order. Uh, Travis and Clay have been covering the Batman eighty nine comics. Uh, Travis uh, Hines has been doing a top five. Katie has been putting out uh, a Star Wars. Uh, uh, Patreon. She, she, her, and her husband have been going over the comics, but then she's also been covering the novels that are not canon. Or no, she is doing the canon novels. I can't remember exactly what she's doing, but she's doing two things for Patreon for that. And then myself, I've been doing um, Multiverse Minutes, which currently I'm covering the boys. So uh, leading up into season three coming out in June, and then when the boys does hit. In June, this show will go weekly, uh, as long as the episodes are weekly, which I'm pretty sure they are. That being said, I know there's going to be a week in there where we'll see. Maybe I'll skip that week. I'm not entirely sure, only because I'm going to be in Disney and one, won't be able to watch the show. Two, won't be able to record because I'll be on a plane. Yeah. So, you know, on my way back, all that good stuff. Um... Yeah, so welcome guys. Welcome to the new episode. Uh, this one is this is a fun one. I've got an uh, interview. You guys will hear an interview later with Jerry Cooley. He is the uh, author, the writer, creator, and artist. I didn't. I this was my bad. I didn't realize he did the art. I wish I would have um, brought it up in the interview proper for uh, a Kickstarter that is out now so links will be in the show notes and they'll be in uh you know if, if you follow me on like instagram or twitter they'll be in the bio somewhere um but yeah it's called end of days and it is we'll we'll get into it in the interview later on i'll let him i'll let jerry tell you all about it so we got a little bit of news not a whole lot but Whatever little bit I got, you know. And we're going to start out here with... Whoops. Um, we've got some more Transformers news. The TV show or new movie is coming out. Um, it's called Transformers Rise of the Beast. And I'm so excited because it's definitely going to be Beast Wars-centric. The only problem is, if I remember reading correctly some time ago, the story takes place in the 90s, which totally... Ruins the whole Beast Wars thing. But, you know, there was a new promotional picture that came out um, back at the end of March. And actually, like, a couple days after last episode. So, go figure, right? Um, it's funny enough because the, it was shared in the GUA chat. And my first thought is that it looked like Master Chief's visor from Halo. Because it's got, like, the gold, like the, the gold faceplate. And then the green uh, thing over over top of the eyes, and then like the things on the chin or on the cheeks. But no, it's just it's what it is though. You've got the Transformers logo, 
and behind it is what looks like the Matrix of Power, and is a bunch of symbols on it. You see, um, I think Chris and I were like dissecting it, and we saw Optimus Primal. I saw Cheetor. I saw, I think, Waspinator, Black Arachnia, uh, maybe Rhinox. No, maybe maybe Dinobot. So at the moment, I'm like, oh, it's all Maximals. But I think with Waspinator, you know, that kind of gets throws into question. Um, but yeah, it it looks it looks pretty cool. Not gonna lie, I am excited for this. I really enjoyed Bumblebee, um, and this is after like I I enjoyed the first Transformers movie, and the second one was fine. Uh, I think the third one was I can't remember what the third one was called, but that one was when it started getting kind of like meh. And I watched the fourth one, but never watched the fifth one. I think the fourth one was with um, the Dinobots. And that one was just odd because Optimus was riding Dinobot. I don't know. Grimlock. He was riding Grimlock, which was just weird. But yeah, I never watched the, the fifth one. And then I watched Bumblebee because it was a nice little like reboot of sorts, which whatever. Um, but that one was fun. I really enjoyed that one. And I actually might watch it again sometime soon. I really did. I haven't seen that one since theaters. Um, but this is, I guess, a continuation from, from that. I haven't really heard, other than finding out that it's going to be taking place in the 90s, I haven't really heard anything else about what's going on with this. So that's going to be one I'm going to keep an eye on. And I feel like, did I, I don't think I said it last time, but, um, I know IDW they are losing their, I mean, losing. They they have sold off their rights to uh, to the Transformers. So this, this coming year is going to be their last year of publishing Transformers comics. And they are putting out a comic called, let's see if I can remember what it's called. I think it's like The Last Bot. Uh, let me scroll back on some things because it was a while ago. And I don't remember if I, if I talked about it. And I don't, maybe I did. Either way, it, it has a lot of feel, um, very, very much feel like Last Ronin, where, you know, there, there's a story they want to tell, and it is going to be a, like a, a last hurrah of sorts. Well, it wasn't meaning to talk about this, and I wasn't meaning to scroll back, and I can't find it find it in my the chat so we are just going to skip past that um yeah so beast wars or the rise of the beast uh it's got a release date of june 9th 2023 so fingers crossed they can keep that date uh, i know a lot of movies have been getting pushed back lately um so uh, fingers fingers crossed uh, next bit of news, got some Witcher news here. The Witcher Ronin getting wide release October 19th from Dark Horse Comics and CD Projekt Red. Uh, this originally was a Kickstarter. I was unaware it was a Kickstarter. I was on, I think even then, I think when it was, it had to have been Kickstarter just before season two came out. Maybe even the ways and. And I didn't watch The Witcher until literally like a month before season two 
came out on Netflix. So I definitely missed this, but it takes place, you know, Roman. So it's going to be more samurai. Um, oh, actually it was kickstarted back in September. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally missed it. Uh, it, it, in this world inspired by Edo period, Japan, Geralt is faced with difficult moral choices while battling a variety of yokai and uni creatures inspired by Japanese myth. Each encounter drops a clue in his desperate search for mysterious apparition known as the Lady of Snow, Yuki Ona. For she is the key to the one Geralt seeks, but finding her won't be easy. It sounds awesome. And I know enough Japanese lore to to be like, I'm interested. I really am mad at myself for not checking this out when it uh, was on Kickstarter. But this is also one of those things where I think, ironically enough, Jerry and I talk about how these companies are using Kickstarter that don't need to use Kickstarter. So, And this is a perfect example of that. Dark Horse doesn't need to do that. But... I also think this is this is a good example of they did it this way because if they had just put it out in the like previews, they may not have gotten the backing and people may not have actually saw it as much as throwing it on Kickstarter, getting the backers, getting to see that there's interest, and then releasing it widely. But all in all, this sounds um, this sounds really awesome. Uh, it's going to be like a manga style. Because uh, so, you see here, they're doing a story written by CD Project Reds, Raphael, Ra- Raphael, Raphael, there you go, uh, Yaki, illustrated by manga artist Hataya, Hataya, and lettered by Aditya Bidikar. I am up. I apologize immensely for not pronouncing those correctly. I know I didn't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be cool. But yeah, it's coming out in stores in October. And then in bookstores in November. So, I mean, you could also pre-order it on you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. All that good stuff. And, oh, even now you can get a free excerpt from Dark Horse Comics if you want to. Just digital.darkhorse.com. Moving on to some movie news and some TV. Moving on to movie news for right now. Uh, the Crow is getting rebooted and it's, you know, it's back on track, I guess. Um, they would talk about this for some time. I remember, God, what was it, five, ten years ago? Them talking about rebooting this um, and it just went nowhere. But now it's official with uh, Bill Skarsgård set to play the Crow, the titular character. And it's going to be directed by Rupert Sanders. Uh, Sanders is, I guess, best known for Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell. And I don't think either one of those did tremendously great, which isn't a terrible thing. I mean, not, uh, what what was it? Peter Jackson didn't make hits from the start. Like he had some movies that didn't go places and then he had Lord of the Rings and look at him now. So, this, uh, I have, ironically enough, and this is, this is going to be a, a, a notch that I'm going to try and fix here soon. 
Um, I have not seen The Crow, uh, and and I'm going to be watching here for my other podcast before too long, but that's a movie where I know more about the lore behind it than I do the thing itself. I've never read the comics. I don't know. I know a little bit about his character, the, the character itself, but... It's one that I'd be interested in. It's, it would definitely be one I would have watched before this movie hits. Um, but I don't have to because I'll be watching it before too long. Uh, way before this movie gets out in theaters anyway. So this will be interesting to see. Skarsgård is a really good actor. He's been he's been just killing it lately. Really, all of them have. Honestly, all the Skarsgårds have been just been amazing um yeah that's really it just other than it's finally back off the ground and gonna be having a director and having a character uh, an actor tied to it doesn't always necessarily mean it's going somewhere but the it's definitely starting to get some legs under it We'll go with the better of the two. No, you know what? I'll end with the better news. The bad news is... I mean, I say bad. But you guys know how I feel about Walking Dead. This one sounds not as... It doesn't sound terrible, but... Uh, Tales of the Walking Dead bringing back Samantha Morton's Alpha. Alpha was an amazing part of... The Walking Dead, I will admit that. And this just gives me more of a... Being... Tales being more of a... Something I actually might check out now. Um, Because it sounds like they're going to be taking... Just stories... From the universe... Versus... A full, like, series. Um, AMC's Tales from the Walking Dead anthology spinoff show is bringing back Samantha Morton as deceased whisperers leader alpha. Uh, she died back in, I don't know, season 10, nine. I don't remember. Um, so this being, I, I didn't realize that tales was going to be an anthology. So this has me, I'm not going to say excited, but definitely more. My interest is a little more peaked. Uh, that would be one of those I watch on my own. And if I, like it enough, I'll talk about it on the show. But, but no, like when I when I first saw the news, I was like, just let it die. Like we don't need, we don't need more Walking Dead stuff. Um, you, I've already said I'm not happy about the Carol Daryl spinoff and the Maggie Negan spinoff because you're on the final season. Let these let these characters be able to be killed. Having two spinoffs with those two alone means they're not going to die. Um, and we're actually getting up to the point where I'm going to, I'll check into that and I'll get back. Maybe I'll, I'll tweet it out or something. But this is like the fifth spinoff that has been technically six, if you talk, if you count the movies, that has been count, that, that is coming off of this sh- one show. And I know. That Happy... No, not Happy Days. Was it Happy Days? I think Happy Days had like the most spinoffs of the show. Because... 
God, like I know, like I'll check into it. But this is this is a lot of spinoffs off of one show, and I don't know, man. Like I don't. I just if it's gonna be an anthology, fine, cool, great. I did like Alpha. I liked the Whispers arc. I liked the Whispers in the comics when, and I think I remember saying when the show when I did cover it, the the quick times I covered it. Like the scene when the whispers first show up, and the group themselves first meet them, and they're in the you know they're in the graveyard, and Jesus is going through, just hacking zombies, and one ducks and just gets them. Like that was an amazing horrific scene. In the comics, the whispers were amazing and horrific, and I loved it. Execution went sideways a little bit, but still actually was enjoyable. Um. This, I just, I just, we don't need so many spinoffs for The Walking Dead. The show has not been good for a long time. Uh, the last little bit of news here, though, that I will talk about is something that Chris and I have speculated. And I, I don't remember if it was Chris, myself, and Ron, or if it was just Chris and I. Um, but this is lock and key related. Netflix has released some images for season three. And then they announced that this will be the final season, which thank God, I don't want it to go more. I didn't want to go more than three seasons. I was surprised. at how, So originally I'd only wanted it to be three seasons, if not four, when they first announced it years ago after watching season one, I'm like, all right, cool. Three seasons. I think they can do three seasons if they do like two books in each and then go from there. And then they kind of went in a completely different direction for season two from the, from the books, which is fine, but it told their story. And then when it ended the way it ended, I'm like, okay, so season three should definitely be the end because I don't know what they're going to do. And all the storylines they were putting into place, this should not go over three seasons. And here that's just the official word. It's only gonna be three seasons, so I am looking forward to to what's this is gonna what this is gonna be. And there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Lost in Space went three seasons, and that was a good show. And I know for that one they had to uh, because the kid that played Will Robinson, ironically enough, was also the the same actor who was young Joe Reacher in the Reacher series, which we talked about a, a couple weeks back. Um, you know, he got, when he was season one, he was like 10 by the end of season three, he was like 18 cause you know, they had to take their time and kids grow up so easily. Same with, um, uh, Jackson Scott. Nah, I can't remember the, the, the kid playing Bodie, you know, kid from it. Uh, he is, he was a, he was like seven or eight in season one. He still kind of sort of portrayed that same age for the most part um, in season two. Like they didn't jump forward too far, uh, but I guarantee they're going to jump like a year or two for, no, they can't do it too far. Maybe a year because um, Kinsey is getting close in age where she would be losing she would forget unless she unlocked her memories. So 
who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I know the images, you've got uh, Tyler coming back, so he's going to be reawakened. Because at the end of season two, he let his memories go. Um, so I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Um, it's going to be later this year. And so when that does pop out, you guarantee I'll be getting Chris and Ron back together. And we were going to be put out another episode covering that. Uh, and that is it for our news. So let's go into this interview. Um, like I said, this is with, with writer, creator, artist, Jerry Cooley, um, Oh, wait, actually, should go into a break first, and then when we come back from break, go right into the interview. So, uh, go ahead and give you guys a three count, and like I said earlier, we don't get to control the ads. Um, I would say that the ads weren't repeating, but they have been for me lately, so apologies for that. We don't get to do that either, but we don't get to, also don't get to control the volume of the ads, so go ahead and give you that three count, and you can turn the volume down, and when we be back, we'll be... Back for the interview. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Oh, I spilled all over me. What the hell? All right. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? That's the best way to start this this episode is, oh, is yeah. Just go ahead, spilling yeah. water on myself. That that works. It, Definitely. it fits for my, my thing. Guys, welcome to a brand new episode. With me today is Jerry Cooley. He is the writer creator of a kickstarter comic called end of days uh his kickstarter issue number three just landed on kickstarter as the time you guys listened to this yesterday april 8th so 
go ahead and go check that out over on Kickstarter. Links will be in the in the show notes. But Jerry, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? man? I am doing awesome, Joe. Uh, really appreciate you bringing me on, brother, and of course uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about my book today. Yeah, and just kind of push that, and we'll see where it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, you reached out to me. I, I, uh, I put the interview out a few weeks back with Walter. And you like immediately, as soon as he had mentioned that he was interviewing, that we were going to be talking, you reached out to me. You sent me your link, your PDF for issue one. I read that one. Right. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm for glad you did, man. for people who have never heard of the book, because myself, I hadn't heard of it until you reached out. Go ahead and give them a, yeah. a quick little synopsis of what End of Days is. Man, End of Days. Ooh. It's kind of, uh, <laughs> I like to call it, uh, if you've ever seen the CW show Supernatural, it's a little bit of that mm-hmm. meets uh, the movie From Hell or the comic From Hell meets Sherlock Holmes. Okay. You know, that's that's summing it up in a nutshell. I mean, it's basically going to, it's an all-out war between angels, demons, and vampires set with the backdrop of Victorian uh, London and the Ripper murders. So yeah, I, yeah, I know it's yeah. It, it, it was <laughs> it was fun. On. It was fun to read because the minute I opened up the book, and it's uh, you've got the Ripper murders popping up. I'm like, ooh, I like this. I like yeah. Jack the Ripper stuff. Um, right. And I guess I kind of I kind of jumped the shark here a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you. Your your origin. How you got into comics. I, I jumped right Man. into the, the story itself, but let, let's no, back up cool, a little bro. bit and, and talk talk about you. Dude, uh, my my jump into comics come when I was real little. I might have been six, maybe seven. Okay. And, uh, you know, like most kids, I went to the drugstore with my grandmother. And uh, she was trying to keep me occupied because I'm sure I was aggravating her or whatever. And she brings me over by the comic book rack. She's she's like here, baby. Take a look at these. I got. I'm gonna be right here. I got to tend to some business. So anyway, I get to looking, man, and this thing basically jumps off the shelf in my hand. It's it's. I can't even remember which issue it was, but I know it was Spider Man. Nice. And dude, I was hey, it right there, instantly hooked, and it's been a lifelong obsession ever since. And. uh but yeah, it all traces back to that. So it's it's my grandmother's fault that y'all are having to put up with me today. <laughs> That's I yeah, you're right. I definitely hear a lot of stories of people, kids or people when they were younger as kids going into drugstores, and there is the mag, the comic book rack, the magazine rack. Oh yeah, the magic looking, rack. Man. Like it's I, I I do love seeing. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a rack down here in my in my basement. But I mean, my problem is I have I have no room. But um, but like having the tell me about it. The rack is is fun. Yeah, I see your. Uh, I do. I have to admit, I do like the the pictures that you got back there. You actually have looks like a Venom Spider Man on the wall right there. Is that Carnage in there? As yeah, well, that's or? Cubert. Yeah. Oh, oh just, or just no, no. That's just Spidey and uh, oh, Spidey and Venom. Well, that's okay. Cubert, Spidey and Venom. Yeah. Nice. And then you got uh, Clay Man's. Uh, Trinity, and then to the other side you got uh, Batman, Superman, uh, Clay, and then all three at the top. 
are are my works. So, oh, very nice. Yeah. But very, yeah, that's, nice. that that picture right over here. I don't know if the you can tell if it's signed or not. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it right signed on the, the That's right another there. one that's kind of responsible for me being here today. That, really? Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, of all people. And uh, when I was coming up, I wasn't the biggest uh, Adam Kubert fan. I was more I was more into Andy stuff, you know, because I was a huge X-Men fan. Okay. When I was a teenager. And uh, it, I know you remember Andy jumped on Uncanny when uh i believe it was wills left when uh, jim left then wills left they went and found an image and i, mm -hmm. I believe andy was, was the first one yeah yeah right in there and uh i was more into to andy's work but okay. adam i knew about adam because i i loved wolverine and he had a super long run in the 90s wasn't the best storyline you know where he kind of reverts back to his animalistic nature yeah uh, Adam did a good majority of that. And, uh, you know, I guess I love the art. I just didn't dig the story. And back then I was, uh, I've always been pulled by the art, you know, okay. Story kept me there, but if I didn't like what I saw on the cover, I was never going to pick it up and read it. But, uh, Adam, we, me and my daughter and well, it was three days. Uh, back late 2019, they had a big easy con down in New Orleans and, uh, Adam was going to be there. Um, let's see. Clay man was there. Uh, David Finch, um, uh, Tim sale. I'm forgetting a lot, but that's, that's some of the big ones. Yeah. But, uh, first day, you know how it is. First day of a con, it was kind of slow. I got there Usually first is. thing. And, uh, man, uh, we got in line and got to talking to Adam and we just, we hit it off, man. And, uh, that's the first time I'd met him and, you know, we spent the day pretty much with Adam, just chilling out, me, him and my daughter. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was, man. It really was. It's it, life changing, you know, just one of those days that they go down and in as one of your great days you know mm -hmm. and uh man we got to talking about anything and everything and just art in general his love of it uh we got to talking about his uh about the the late great joe kubert his dad uh he showed me some designs on the the museum that they're in the process well now they're in the process but back then it was just in the planning stages the he ideas, was showing yeah. me some of the yeah, the architectural specs for the museum that they were going to make for uh, his father. And uh, he showed me, this was before his new run on Wolverine had come out. Okay. I think it was, it wasn't even really hyped yet. A lot of people didn't even, you know, out of the mainstream of things, didn't even really know about it. I think this is like six, maybe eight months before issue one hits. And he's like, I know you're a fan of Wolverine. He said, you want to see something cool? I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. He said, well, check this out. He said, I just got these in this morning. He hands me his phone. He said, scroll up, scroll through, see what you think. I'm looking at pages of Wolverine that he, that are fresh from the colorist. 
and nobody's seen these things yet. This it, it hadn't been released, so I got the I got a preview of Wolverine from Adam about eight months before the book ever hit. That's really just, cool. Yes, it That's was. That's awesome. It was awesome. But uh, so we're sitting there talking, and you know, he's just he's an artist, artist man. Mm-hmm. He literally told me. And he showed me some of his stuff. He carries a little waterproof pen, maybe four inches long in his pocket. And he said, he said, I keep this with me all the time. He said, I like to hit the the pubs when I'm home. And uh, he said, I'll get people's permission. I'll just sketch them. He said, I'll go in there and grab me a bite to eat, listen to the live music and sketch people. And he showed me some of his sketches like that. And uh, I finally got the nerve to show him my work on uh end of days i'd started just you know a few basic sketches i'd i'd, I'd done a page or two kind of sample page yeah i was still trying trying to get it all together in my head and uh he pulls it up he's sitting there he's looking on my phone he's like okay he said you want my serious critique and i'm like yes give it to me i said do your worst he said okay he said he points down at one of the panels. He said, this is really good. I like this. He said, that's a tough perspective. He said, you nailed that. And he points down here. He said, you know exactly what you did wrong here, don't you? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. He said, it's funny. He said, you always, you can see it. He mm-hmm. said, but to be great, you have to learn how to fix it. And uh, that stuck with me, man. And just that critique, hearing it from him. You know, that really give me a big kick in the butt to kind of push through this thing. You know, if it was good enough for Adam, one of the all time greats, it's good yeah. enough. You know, it's good enough. Yeah. And it just, it, it really, it just gave me a boost, man. Just, it really did. And helped me just kind of push on through and make this thing happen. Just a nice little, nice little kick in the butt to be like, hey, I need oh, to start yeah. something with this. Yeah, I uh, that exactly. This could be something. I I I know that feeling. Um, that's kind of how I started podcasting. We were talking before we hit record about how you know just the the drive of doing like a live thing or even just whatever has the minute you do it, it's like why did I do this before? What was I thinking? Similar with podcasting, right. I had been talking about it for years i'm like hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do a podcast i want to do a podcast actually my original idea for a podcast was to do like a movie review talking about comic book movies and then i heard a podcast one i stopped listening to i haven't listened to in a while they started doing stuff about like comic book movies i'm like oh well i'm not gonna i guess i can't do it now um, which is yeah. really when I think I, about it, I a dumb idea. That stuffed out jumps in there, man. Every exactly. Time. Uh, so then I put it off a couple, a little while longer, and then my girlfriend and her best friend decided they were gonna do a podcast. They got the equipment, and I'm like, "Well, if they can do it, not why can't mm-hmm. I do it?" So then exactly. it finally it it got me the kick in the butt to finally start doing it, and and now here I am talking to you, which is awesome. <laughs> yes it is man. no it like really said, is this really is awesome. to be here, brother. yeah no it's so um so the the let's talk about the book itself uh in the first issue the yeah. you know the issue itself has been out for some time now 
Uh, I know for when we when we start talking about the the Kickstarter officially, we'll we'll jump on it here in a second. But what right. were some of the hurdles you had to do to get through the first issue? Because oh, I have man. a friend who also put a, a book out on Kickstarter a couple years back, and he was like, "If I knew then what I know now, like it it would be easier." Um, but what were some of the hurdles that you had to jump through getting getting that oh first one off, off, oh. off the the ground? Well, I had been always been a traditional artist, and uh, I'd never really fooled around. But, you know, I had hoped right out of high school to go on to the Joe Kubert School of Art and just become a superstar overnight. You know. <laughs> oh, I remember that <laughs> feeling. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh write- yeah. I'm going to yeah, write the oh, best yeah, story I mean, ever, and then DC and Marvel exactly. will accept me. Mm. You know, when you're 17, 18 years old, you're full of piss and vinegar and ready uh-huh. to take on the world. And uh, But, yeah, you know, life had a different plan, but luckily, you know, I jumped back into it. But, yeah, I had to I, – I had actually drawn probably a little over half of the book traditionally. Okay. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Because I had no idea how to color with inks and stuff like that. And that's when I started looking into these programs like Photoshop and uh, Clip Studio Paint, stuff like that. So that was one of the biggest. I got, I read all the reviews, did my homework on everything, and I wound up going with Clip Studio. So I had to learn the program. And, uh, Knew a, I had a general idea of the feel I wanted, but I had to learn basically how to color. You know, I had only done pencils up to this point. So I okay. I give myself a crash course in that, uh, just watching different colorists' uh, videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And, you know, trying to learn this program at the same time. So you're looking at probably six or eight months of that before I actually went back and now some of the some of the panels in the the first chapter are the original works that I had scanned in and inked over but probably a little over half are totally redone digitally and just complete change-ups and you know that was another thing uh don't let me leave my daughter out by any means. She's my co-writer. And she is the main driving force that got this thing on track. Very we had nice. talked about it several times. And uh, uh, she was in college at the time and majoring in English. And she was an English major. And she want, wanted to be a writer. She's written several short stories. Uh, she got published in college. For a little short story she did she's just brilliant writer brilliant. very cool that's awesome and uh i was always scared of the writing i mean i had the i had the whole story in my head the mm-hmm. big story but all the major the dialogue, plot points yeah so exactly i had the plot down i mean i've been sitting on this plot since high school you know i mean it's like it's like the back of my hand but it was all the little nuances and the um the in-between dialogue between the characters that I was scared to death of. And she's like, well, dad, she said, you've been sitting on this thing for years. You know, you kind of put all this on a back seat 
for all of us. She said, she said, if you'll draw it, I'll help you write it. And man, it almost brought me to tears. She said, I want to see you do something with this. I want to awesome. see you go all the way with it. And, uh, man, that, that lit the fire. Yeah. That's that, that's well, semen it, in it for me. It's you like know, we said earlier, me, all you need is that kick in the butt to get it started. Exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yep. That's really awesome. But yeah, um, after that, we just took off with it. Oh, very cool. And was, so the third issue we're going to be, is going to be getting on Kickstarter was issue one and two on Kickstarter as well. It was, it okay. was, um, I'm really sad I missed I launched, it last time around. Man, it it wasn't a big campaign, either one of them. Um, the first one, I think I launched, uh, let's see, it was right right around the beginning of the, the, the lockdown okay. for uh, the pandemic. I want to say uh, late March, maybe, early April. I'd have to go back and look at Kickstarter to see when I actually put yeah. it on there. And then the last one... Man, I was sitting on this thing, and I, I just kind of popped it on everybody. <laughs> I mean, I didn't <laughs> plug it. I, I was like, I got to get this out of my head. And, you know, it funded, thankfully, people, you know, the, the, the same people that backed me the first time, luckily they jumped in and helped me get this thing done a second time because I did, man. I, I didn't advertise. I didn't do anything. I just, here you go. Here's chapter two on Kickstarter. <laughs> Just where, where the mouth is always a good, good, uh, oh, yeah. uh, thing for that. Good, good sponsorship for that. Uh, so right. let's let's hop into issue three then. So this one is like I said, launched yesterday. Um, and what are some of the goals you have in mind for this one? Not and it sounds Man. like I mean I'm not the only one you're you're interviewing with. I, I believe you have a couple other ones you're talking two or did talk to so um so obviously you're you've you've learned from issue two that hey i probably need to you know tell people about this and, and get the word oh, out God, yeah <laughs> see that that was the biggest one of my biggest problems with chapter one and chapter two you know i wanted to sit on everything well people don't want you to sit on it you kind of no. have to talk about it they kind of need to know about it if they want to get it and uh i've learned that lesson the hard way but uh, yeah, this third issue. Okay, that can I recap just a little bit? Go ahead. On one and two, so I can yes. kind of tell everybody where this third issue's going. It's gonna be a little bit of a spoiler, okay. guys, but it's fine. Hey, hey, you guys need to know what's going on if you want to jump in. Exactly. You got to find out if the water's cold or hot before you decide to dive in. <laughs> okay, so uh, chapter one, like uh, Joe was saying, you know, it starts off. You got one of your first murders in uh the ripper case mm -hmm. now uh you got inspector mccoy john mccoy jonathan mccoy excuse me jonathan mccoy is kind of leading up the case and uh shortly after this you got gabriel kind of appears out of nowhere and uh and he just kind of shows up and everybody just seems to know who he is now there's mm -hmm. a point to that and now gabriel is actually the archangel gabriel he's come down he's there is a dark force that is kind of posing as the ripper that's doing these killings 
and it's it's real um, ritualistic in style. There's there's a motive behind this, and this dark force is trying to bring about the apocalypse. And Gabriel has come down to intercede. He's been watching, you know, through since the beginning of time, and uh, there's a history with him and Jonathan, which uh, that'll be a future story. I'm actually okay. working on that right now uh, with Matt What's Martin. That? He he's taking on the uh, penciling mm-hmm. duties, and I'm just going to be writing this one. So it'll be a prequel. It's going to go back and kind of tell that history between these two characters. But anyway, I say you you get that in the first issue that they know yeah, each other. There's a there's McCoy a had been, there. Yeah, okay. I said, yeah, but Corey knew Gabriel was, wasn't surprised that he was right. there, but it was good to see him kind of a thing, yeah. Exactly. It's like, hey, old friend. And uh, so they kind of, they jump right in the middle of this, and uh, Gabriel is working with him. He's he's kind of like an outsider, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, he's almost like an alien. I mean, he's watched us for millennia but he doesn't really know how to be us or act like us. He just, mm-hmm. he does the best he can, you know, and, uh, uh, Jonathan kind of helps him with that. And, and in issue one, they're diving into this case and this girl pops up, this, uh, this lady of the night, uh, she pops up and, uh, she thinks she's going to be a future victim. So she comes to them for help. And uh, this is Elizabeth Swan. They kind of take her under their wing, kind of, you know, protect her from all this. And she's kind of help feeding them information and, and trying to help stop this thing. Okay, so uh, issue two, we kind of that well. Let me back up a little bit. Yeah, they may bounce off in there. <laughs> it's all good. Chapter two, we can we kind of dive into it a little deeper. And uh, you have more killings. And with every killing, there's clues. You've got, usually there's ruins. Like I said, it's ritualistic in nature. Mm-hmm. So you have ruins that mark the body and usually mark the area where the body is found. The, the body might not have been killed there, but it's brought to this place, and there are, you know, there's ruins. And Gabriel is kind of the only one that knows, of course, would know the Enochian language. Now, all of these are not going to be Enochian in nature. As we get into this third chapter, it's going to, with, as we get closer with the murders, it's it's going to become more and more apparent what's going on, you know. It's it's like dropping breadcrumbs. It's leading you to what exactly is going on, and um, in this third book, we we pretty much from the start, you're going to jump right into the middle of one of these that's going okay. down. And um, I tried to start it off kind of light to begin with. I always wanted that dark, gritty feel for all of these, and I wanted a more um, I wanted to have more of that horror feel, kind of like from hell. You know, it okay. just it was just dark, man. It just it had that edge to it. And I kind of wanted to I wanted to put you into that with this comic. With the coloring, I went with muted colors. I, uh, there's a lot of fog. 
I wanted it to be as close as I think in my mind that it would have been in that time period. Everything's lit by candlelight, mm -hmm. you know, or gaslight. You've got a lot of a soot and ash from uh, the coal burning. So, uh, you know, it's always going to be smoky. It's always going to be gritty. It's always going to be dirty. Yeah, yeah just normal and living in London to, at the time. Yeah. Right. Right. And I wanted, I've done the best to my ability to try to bring that that mood into this comic with the coloring and just everything about it you know that was one of my big pushes i wanted london to be a character all to itself yeah you know? and uh that's what i really pushed for and with this third issue i'm everyone has been a little darker than the last and this one just ups the ante again that you jump right into the middle of a murder at the beginning of this third chapter. And if you know where the last one left off, you're kind of going to be wondering for the first few pages, like, okay, what, what, what happened? What's he doing with this? You know, because I've, I've left a cliffhanger at the end of both chapter one and chapter two. Uh, well, you've seen the one with chapter one. Well, chapter mm -hmm. two immediately picked up where chapter one left off. So, you know, you you get to, except for the time gap, you know, in between the issues coming out, you could pick right up and you okay. knew what happened. This one, it's going to throw you for a few pages. It will okay. pick up. You won't be lost. But you're going to be like, what is Jerry doing? I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> but if you just get those first four, maybe five pages, you'll you'll know exactly what's happening. It's going to pick up, and you won't be wondering. You won't be lost from chapter two. Good, good, but, good. Yeah. Um, what is your like? How many issues are you planning for this? Uh, are you? Is it going to be like each issue is one murder? Which you know there were five murders that we know of for the Ripper or are you planning like an ongoing series or is it, is it just going to be like a limited Man, series, like eight, 10 issues kind of a thing or I'm what, looking what's, your, at now, what's your kind of plans for that? I would love for this to be an ongoing thing, but for this arc, yeah, we're looking at uh, 11, possibly 12 issues. We've kind of, okay. we kind of let the story dictate everything with this, you know, even though, like I said, the, the, first chapter and the second chapter ended with cliffhangers. It's still, it was the, we let it happen organically. We didn't say, oh, we're doing 20 pages. Oh, we're doing 22 pages. We let it get to the point it needed to get to for the story to be told and then dropped off. I want to say uh, chapter one was 28 pages and uh, chapter two was 34, if I remember okay. right. Yeah. So that no certain page count, letting the story dictate. Yeah. And that is one of the good but things yeah, about we're looking, doing it uh, Kickstarter and publishing oh, yeah. yourself. You could have it 60 pages and exactly. who's going to tell you no, you know? Right. That's, <laughs> that's what I love about Kickstarter or Indiegogo, man. The time that we live in right now is just, it's incredible for an yeah. independent creator. I mean, all the tools are readily available. All you got to do 
is put yourself out there, man. Put the work in. It's, and that's, that's and that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's and, and and finding the people that you can that that will enjoy your your project as well. Like I'm right. I'm right. one finding where following. exactly. I'm I'm one where I've I've actually have a section in my long boxes of just Kickstarter books because. I'm yeah. I'm on there I'm on there more than I should be, uh, just like backing backing <laughs> things left and right. It's addictive. It really is. It really like is. podcasts, Although, and you better be careful, Joe. But I found a lot of great books on there. Um, one that I There's... one I really enjoy is uh, Miskatonic High, and that one's I've been going for yeah, it's been going for a couple years now on Kickstarter. It actually just uh, at the time of this us recording and, and people listening the first issue just dropped in comic book stores nationwide oh, so wow. yeah and they're on currently on issue 14 on the kickstarter so like That's they've been crazy. going for some time so it's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility that someday your book could end up in the comic shop and some somebody hey, could man. be walking by and be like oh hey that looks interesting yeah. now that's that's I the mean, dream I, obviously that's the dream man. yeah that's, but it's like I tell everybody, man, just it's kind of amazing and it's really humbling. You put this thing out there in the world. These people don't have a clue who I am, you know, and they look at my work. They and now they've gotten into the story. And, you know, I I feel so privileged to be able to to tell this story because yeah. it's each and every one of them that made it possible. You know, without them, I'd, I'd still be, I'd just be sitting here just drawing, you know, or writing. Yeah. They've made it possible to actually put it out there where it can be seen. I'm just eternally grateful for the people that have backed this book and for the following that I've I've gotten over the last little while. It's just been amazing, man. It That's really good. has. That's awesome. It's very humbling. We'll go ahead and take our final ad break. Uh, like I said earlier, don't get to control the ads uh, or the volume. So here's a three count to turn that volume down. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. So let's see here. I think that's all my questions, but let's just chit chat. Why not? Because this is, this hey, is what it man. is. I, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, so, so uh, normally. Normally, when I do an interview, because um, I, I don't do a lot of interviews, that's just I'm not saying I, I'm bad at it, yeah. but like I just want I want I just want to talk and just organically see how the conversation goes. Right. Uh, I felt like I definitely jumped in right away on this one. Don't know why. That's not normal for me. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no, like so. What has what have you been doing differently? Um, for this one versus the other Kickstarters, I guess. Like what. Like yeah. I, I know, obviously you're you're trying to promote it a little bit more, but what right, right. what has been going on in in Jerry's head of like, hey, I gotta push this out more. I want I want to get a bigger following. Not that I'm trying right. to alienate the ones who are following me now, but I want more people. Like like you reached out to me. I'm I'm interested, and I'm right. definitely gonna be backing the book if I haven't backed it I already. That, but I yeah, so how buddy. how do you get how how do um, you, what's different? Okay, um, man. Well, learn. I'm asking a lot. tough questions. Sorry. Like, <laughs> no, that's a really good question. I mean, I, it's a learning curve. You yeah. know, like I said, I I jumped on with the first one. I had no idea 
anything about Kickstarter other than I'd heard of it. So I got on there and I got to looking at things and uh, did a lot of Googling, did a lot of YouTube watching, trying to figure out this thing, you know. And uh, with the second one, like I said, I made a big oopsie with that. I didn't plug it. I didn't mm -hmm. ever touch it. Here you go. Back me. <laughs> and, uh, Let's see what happens. One, you know, yeah, I, you know, on Instagram, I've met a lot of incredible people, a lot of incredible creators. And uh, Walter, I mean, that super sweet guy. He was I mean, he he, really That was an awesome interview. I'd love to talk to him. Dean. Yeah. He, he's incredible. And I've met so many more like Walter that are just like me. They just, you know, they've got this story. And I, I hear this my story coming out of their mouth time and time again. Yeah, I've been sitting on this thing since high school. And I just, you know, I finally got up the nerve to do it. Yeah. And some of them are a little bit younger than me. Some of them, some of them, of them are older than me. You know, age, you can throw that out the window. Doesn't matter. You know, you can be 80 years, exactly. You can be 80 years old. It's never too late as long as you're drawing breath to go after your dream. Heck, Charles, Charles Soule, yeah. one of the biggest writers now, he was a lawyer until he was like 50, and now he's writing some of the best comics on exactly. both DC and Marvel. So It's never too late to go after. Actually, he may not be 50. I could, I could have misspoke there. Whoops. Oh, good, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I met these people, and that's been the biggest change. You know, we kind of push each other. It's not competitive in any way. We just... We totally you lift each other up to each other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Going off of, well, you know, they'll watch my Kickstarter. They'll see what I do different. I'll watch their Kickstarter to see. And it's, it's steadily, it's, it's constantly evolving, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, more things are coming out. And, you know, plus you have to compete with the big boys because they're jumping in the game now. You got Todd yeah. McFarlane jumping Kickstarter. You got Sylvester jumping in. I mean, you got – they see what's going on there, and they see a market, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some of this. So you're Which I've always been, all that too. I've, I've always been like – I'm not going to say I'm reluctant because I've definitely backed, like, uh, what, Tony S. Daniels for Noctera. Uh, it didn't need to, but I did yeah. because it's – Tony Daniels, uh, but like those guys don't exactly. need it, you know. But right, at the same time, right. it's like, I mean, I'd be a fool if I didn't, if I didn't back it, because it's gonna be right. awesome, you know. Exactly, but, it's Tony Daniels. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Would back it. Um, right, but no, like I know what what was it? There was like an image book that was, uh, I, was it the Keanu Reeves one, the Berserker? Oh, that, Berserker for uh, Boom Studios. Boom. Yeah, there we with, go. Uh, let's say, didn't oh. Ron Garney do art on that? Wasn't it Ron Garney? Uh, so. My book's over there somewhere, and I have no idea. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. Calories, Almost 99.9. So. Yeah. Yeah. He but like, wrote, and yeah, Garney did the art. But speaking of, speaking of Boom Studios, they also put out a new uh, collection of the Power Rangers like year one, year two, and all that oh, wow. stuff. And I mean, I backed that. Did I shouldn't have? I didn't have to. I had the books already. <laughs> but um, right. it also comes with a a giant Megazord standee that, again, I have no room right. for, but I will find room for. 
Exactly. Because I'm a Power Rangers fan. I don't but, have room for all this stuff, but I make room for it. Right? Right? I've, I, since, oh, yeah. um, since I started podcasting, I have changed my basement around so many times for a better flow. <laughs> it doesn't... Right. Uh, it's just I'm a matter still of working on my angle, as you can tell. I've, yeah, I'm gonna get it figured out here directly. Yeah, it, it's all good. But the, but yeah, you're right. Like you've got these bigger studios, bigger names coming on the Kickstarter, and then right. you've got people like you or people like Walter. I mean, Walter didn't do Kickstarter, but you've got uh, you you've got the ones who are trying to to be up and coming and trying to make a right. name for yourselves. And it's it's not it's not easy, but no, no. Like God, you said, no. you've got yourself a following, um, which is good. I really have no idea where I'm going with this. I'm just talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, though. Uh, well, yeah, man. It's you know talking about going head to head with the big boys. I mean, it's not just them. I mean, if you go on Kickstarter, which you obviously have. You just, I mean, you pull up comics. You're looking at anywhere from three thousand to what, probably eight or nine thousand projects at a time, just in a comic lot. Books. Yeah, I mean, it's at it's become my for you page basically. It's it, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's I've definitely there's some I've missed, and I just I keep track of uh, like just the the people. Um, because I've either backed them or I follow them on social media and I, I want to, you know, make sure I, I jump in on the next project. Um, and it's, you're right. There's just so many out there and there's so many, and they're all different, different genres, different, everything. Anything you could possibly imagine is out there. I mean, it really is. You got a story. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, let's say, uh, Doughboy the Wondrous. You know, if that sounds, fun. it's all about the story. That's your next, <laughs> I mean, it's that's all your next book, about right? The story. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Like it's if, all about no. the story. If you, yeah, no. If if you got a good story, that's that's what really brings them back. You know, yeah. If they they've got to get invested in it. And, uh, I mean, so many people, and Hey, I'm not knocking anybody, you know, they'll go out there kind of half cocked thinking, Oh man, this is going to be easy. I'm going to make 20 grand, 30 grand off of this. And they kind of, they just half ass it, excuse my language, but no, you're fine. You're good. Kind of go in there. They kind of half ass it. And, you know, you're not going to make money off of this. You'll make no. a little bit. But it's it's basically about getting your work out there and getting your work seen and and growing the following. That's what Kickstarter is all about. It's not about becoming rich overnight. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. That's if that's your dream, you're just going to throw one book out there, and you think you're going to make a million dollars. That's not going to happen. Ain't happening. Not going to happen unless you're somebody like Tony Daniels and you've been in the industry for. 30 plus years mm-hmm. or 20 plus years, you're a known entity. Yeah. You might make a million dollars. Or if you're a Todd McFarlane that's put in the work, has some of the record breaking comics of all time. Yeah, yeah. You might make a million dollars, but it's, it, me and yeah. you no, that ain't going to happen. 
No, you're right. You Joe have to Blow have, off the street is not going to make a million dollars on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. You have to have a compelling enough story to draw the people in. If you can't get that, no, it's don't even like. I'm not gonna say don't bother, but I have definitely read. I've definitely hopped on a few different Kickstarters to just see what their um, campaign is, right. and it'll give you like a paragraph of nothing, but then have like yeah. eighty different variant covers because yeah, it's gonna crazy, be. Man. Well, it's it's one of those like oh well this is. The regular cover, then this is the naughty cover. It's like, really? Yeah, you got the cheesecake guys too. Like we were talking about the naughty covers. They'll have thirty of those, and that, yeah, it's man. just like, but but, and those are the, the ones that sell, thing. which is story. shit. But yeah, right. like it, it's. I mean, I, I mean, admit, I, I admit, I click on them. Whatever, I, I look, it happens. But no, yeah. like if it, unless it's a good enough it. story, I'm not gonna back it. Like there's exactly there's one. Uh, that back not too long ago, uh, Zombie Tramp. I read that when it was coming out originally for Action Labs. Uh, Dan yeah. Men- Mendoza, like he finally got the rights back, and so he put out a new issue on Kickstarter. I'm like, well, I oh, read wow. the issue. I read the stuff back then. I'll read it now. I'll back this right. one whatsoever. And I didn't the, know he had the rights back to that. He got the rights back according that, to the Kickstarter. Awesome. Yeah, which is which is really oh. great because. It definitely kind of fell away once Jamie was not the zombie tramp anymore. Not gonna lie. Right. I'm gonna have to check into that, man. I missed that one completely. I mean, it's it's done. It's over with. Obviously, it should be coming out here soon, though. Yeah. So, like, I should be getting the the comic within the next couple of months. So maybe it'll be in stores. That's awesome. I don't know. I think he's he's made his own um, imprint because he's got a bunch of. Other characters. I'm sure, he's got a website. He'll probably carry it that to too. His website exactly. So, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, that was one I backed because it was I knew the character, I knew the story was going right. to be compelling. I'm there, but I've definitely clicked on other ones where it doesn't give me squat. And then, oh yeah, well you go you go read this because you know here you go, and and you're right. Like I've seen those and those don't get. The clicks, those don't get the the backing, right. and you have to have a good story that you're telling. Oh yeah, you got. This is man, a good story that you're telling. You this is a good story you're telling. It's, especially, I it's a story. It, yeah. it, it's a it's a alternative version, maybe more than likely, of a story that people know. People know Jack the Ripper, right. so you're giving an alternative take of what could have happened. Right. I love alternative takes. So, oh it's, yeah, man, it's Who great. One if was one of my what if was one of my favorite Marvel comics when I was a teenager. You know, you just and one of my favorite stories. I don't know. Did you ever follow What If back in the day? So I was more of a DC guy growing up. I didn't really get into Marvel until cool. early two thousands, like Civil War time is when I, I kind of started you. reading Marvel more more. Closely and going back. Um, and now I am over on Comic Book Rundown. We are covering like the 60s and 70s Marvel. And oh my oh, God, wow. I want to shoot my head. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> well, but no, yeah. It, like, I was, I was, so I always did, did Elseworlds was, was my, my stuff for DC. I which is just you. like there. what if. Right, right. Well, what if every one of them wasn't great by any means, but there were a few classics in there. Mm-hmm. And one that really stands out to me was uh, 
what if Dracula had killed, I think it's what if Dracula had killed the Marvel Universe or something like that. Anyway, Mar uh, Dracula comes in, and uh, I forget who he bites first, but I mean, basically all the heroes that you know wound up becoming vampires. And there's only a handful of people left. You got like uh, Doctor Strange, you got the Punisher, you got Wolverine, and there's a, a few others. Well, guess what? He finally gets a hold of Wolverine. Oh, no. And uh, he bites Wolverine. Well, right after that, Wolverine decapitates him. So he's, he's King Vampire now. And uh, it comes down to just Doctor Strange and the Punisher left against all the vampires. And Wolverine takes out Doctor Strange. So the Punisher is the only one left. He's he's got the he's got Doctor Strange cloak on, <laughs> and uh, it's badass, dude. It it really is. And I can't remember who did the art in it, but the art was incredible too. But yeah, that story just kind of burn into my mind it's worth a look if you ever get a chance yeah i'm gonna have awesome. to check out uh marvel Limited and see if they have it on there that's, they, i'm that, sure they do. that also that yeah. also sounds like you know the precursor to marvel zombies in a way exactly yeah, yeah. it, it kind of is in a way that's yeah. awesome it, it was super awesome though. really good what if issue okay um well, Jerry, is there anything else? You, what uh, anything else you want to talk about? Like after I know you said you want to do this this project end of days sort of indefinitely, uh, but is there any other like ideas for books that you have rum around your head that you Man. want to maybe get out at some point in the future? Dude, there as an artist and creator, you've always it's it's like a cook in the kitchen. You know, if however many eyes you have on the stove. So you have two ovens, two stoves, however mm -hmm. many eyes you got. That's how many pots you got out cooking. And that's how many projects I got swirling around in my head right now. Awesome. I mean, honestly, I uh, hope to do, I would love to get at least halfway through with the end of days before I, uh, I'm, I've got a character. I'm going more classic hero, you know, with uh this project and it'll be kind of uh an old school homage um homage to the greats you know kind of okay. like uh yeah I've, I've got that i'm not going to go too deep into that because you, I'm you please don't i just out. yep but uh yeah man i've i've got several little things twirling around in my head uh, but end of days like i said i would love to make it ongoing this arc is 11 or 12 issues and i'll go ahead and throw another spoiler out there this art will kind of close it up for this time period i mean we're talking about immortals here mm -hmm. you're talking about archangels and demons that are they're eternal they're immortal so i would love to do a world war ii story Ooh. end of days yeah kind of get into uh why the Nazis were looking for all the uh, occult things, kind of dive off into that. And yeah, I think, uh, my I think that was a great story there. Yeah. And uh, I would love to do, which I've kind of touched on in uh, issue two or chapter two, uh, medieval, going back to medieval times in the Knights Templar. I have a story okay. plan for that time period. 
Uh, I also have, uh, we're going to do a Blade Runner type thing at some point because one of my favorite movies. I mean, other than that, and I like to draw cool shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's I want awesome. to do, exactly. I want to do a Blade Runner end of days. I want it set in, in that futuristic time period. And yeah, uh, we've got a lot of things planned for this book. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this arc, awesome. this arc could carry us through uh, Victorian times. And I'm not going to say that at some point we won't come back to this time, you know. And uh, like I said, we're uh, the prequel book is, is looking like a one shot right now, but we could possibly go more than than one. Like I said, okay. I like the story to dictate. Exactly. But uh, yeah. Matt Martin will be doing pencils on that. And uh, he actually, uh, he worked on hindsight for, uh, it's virus comics under heavy, under the heavy metal, metal uh, banner. Okay. You can check him out on, uh, you can find hindsight on uh, shopheavymetal.com. Yeah, he's brilliant artist, man. Brilliant artist. Love his stuff. He actually did, uh, my Kickstarter exclusive cover for uh, Chapter Two. Oh, very nice! It's just brilliant, brilliant work. Awesome, but yeah, very awesome. Well, Jerry, uh, I think that kind of I think I think that's good. Um, kind of wraps it up. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can find you uh, online and okay. where they can get your Kickstarter. Like I said, everything is going to be in the show notes but go ahead and, and yell it out right here okay uh you can uh check out end of days chapter three on kickstarter and uh or you could go to my instagram at jerry cooley 77 uh the link will also be in the bio on that or you can go to my website at jerry uh check out my stuff there uh, i've got the earlier issues on there They'll also be available for the campaign. And uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Uh, my new YouTube channel, Old School yep. Comics. Um, I've got to get a link tree and get that link up because still a small channel. Uh, you can contact me at... Uh, either on Instagram or hit me up on my website and I can send you a direct link to the channel. If you're interested on, on the YouTube, uh, we'll be doing, uh, interviews just like this one. The fine interview that Joe has done. I, I appreciate and, that. Uh, Cause I definitely was flattering be, there. It'll just, <laughs> just be my little Southern ass talking to folks. So, <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, yeah, we have a good time. So, uh, old school comics on YouTube, uh, Somebody else has the same name, so be sure to get the link off of uh, straight from me. Get it from me. Right, I'll make sure. That, I'll make <laughs> sure. You don't see link. this handsome face. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't have this handsome face when you popped up, you subscribe to the wrong the, channel. Yeah, I'll make sure to put the right <laughs> link uh, in the show notes. Jerry, Appreciate thank you very it, much man. for coming on, man. Thank you very much for reaching yeah. out to me. Thank you for having me on, Joe. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure to meet you, brother. And I hope to you be too. back on sometime. You, and I I'd guarantee you'll you be back on. On my show sometime. I, we can make that happen. We'll definitely have to try to make that happen. Awesome, brother. So, awesome. all right. 